morning. Today, I want to talk about how we get ourselves in a position to be used by God and actually to ask ourselves the question, why is that even important? So I want to begin with a reading found in Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So that answers the question that we just asked about why we should even care about being useful or why we should care about being in a position where God can use us. Is because we were created for this. So he created us before the foundation of the world to do good works. So as his children, we want to make sure that we are accomplishing his purpose for us while we're here on this earth. And it's exciting because if you look at a verse in Revelation 2.25, Jesus says, but hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. So there's a requirement in this. We can see that if we want to rule and reign with Christ throughout all eternity, and who doesn't want that, then we want to make sure that we are aligning ourselves and putting ourselves in a position where he can effectively work through us. So I want to go now to a verse in 2 Timothy in chapter 2, starting with verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So again, we can see that there is this work is dependent on our obedience. So this is something that we are called to do, and we have been designed and purposed to do these things, but it requires action on our part. And this verse in Timothy talks about cleansing ourselves from dishonor so that we can be sanctified and useful for the master. So Paul goes on in this book of Timothy, 2 Timothy, in the very next chapter, and he talks about how Timothy is to do this. And starting in chapter 3, verse 13, he says he's talking to Timothy and also to us. So this is for anyone who is a disciple or a follower of Christ. We can take this instruction for ourselves. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So again, he's telling us 
over and over how we are to be equipped to do this work so that we can live out our plan and our purpose that God destined for us to walk in while we're here on this earth. So we want to become vessels of honor. We want to be sanctified and useful to the master. We want to be effective for his kingdom. So our ultimate aim, we know that through the scriptures, is to advance his kingdom. And how do we do that? We do that by positioning ourselves through these teachings, through the instruction that he's given us through the scriptures. We prepare ourselves to become vessels of honor so that everything that we do is effective and useful for his kingdom. And remember, I've talked about this before in previous episodes where I've talked about we don't compare ourselves to others. Who is our standard? We compare ourselves only to Jesus. And I, that comes from a scripture in 1 John. I love the whole book of 1 John, but I'm just going to give you a couple more scriptures. And both of these come from, from the book of 1 John. The first is 1 John chapter 2, verse 4. Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, the, truly, the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. So when I say that we are com to compare ourselves to the life of Christ, it wasn't just out of my own thinking or just out of my head. I was getting this from this scripture because as he is, so are we in this world. So we are called to walk as he walked. So rather than compare ourselves to other people who may or may not be walking out their lives in accordance to his plan, purpose, and will, we are to look only to our standard who is Christ. And we look at Christ and that's not intimidating. Why? It's not intimidating because he has imparted to us his very spirit, that we are filled with his life, that at the moment of salvation, we received his Holy Spirit and we no longer live, but it is Christ who lives through us. So this is not intimidating. This is not something that we have to accomplish in our own flesh, in our own strength. That's impossible. It's a matter of dying to ourselves and allowing his spirit to freely flow through us so that we can be effective for his kingdom. That's a spiritual reality. That isn't anything that we do in and of ourselves. And that's the whole beauty of the message of the gospel. It's not works that we are doing in and of our flesh or our carnal nature. Everything that we do is done through the inworking of his Holy Spirit that works in and through us. So the way that we position ourselves to be more useful to God is that we provide a vessel that allows his spirit to work in and through us fully. And that we do that by purifying ourselves from all of the deeds of the flesh, from everything in us that is not of God. We align ourselves to the word. So our lives look more and more like him as our lives line up with his word, because we know that his word is his will for us. So now I'll go to the second 
verse in 1 John. It comes from 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. So again, here's another reason why we endeavor to be able to become useful and effective for his kingdom. Because when, we, when he appears, we don't want to be ashamed. We want to be able to face him in full confidence, knowing that we have been obedient to everything that he has called us to do. And that is the greatest prayer for my life, and I'm sure it is for yours as well, that when Jesus returns, he says to me, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I know I've given you a lot of scripture. I do that intentionally so that you will go back and study these scriptures out for yourself. Don't just take my word for it, but look at these scriptures for yourself with the Holy Spirit's guidance and ask him how you can be a more effective and pure and holy vessel for his work and that he be able to, est to establish you in righteousness and that you accomplish every will, plan, and purpose that he predestined you for. In Jesus' name, amen.